Well, welcome back to our time together studying God's Word. We're talking about problem solving, how to be a person who can do that, and how problems are inevitable. We're all going to have them. Moses had them. Paul had them. Even Jesus had them. And so if we look at them in the sense that every problem is an opportunity for God to grow us and strengthen us, then it, it takes the, 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 the bad perspective off of all that's going on and all the, the things that look bad to us and look difficult. So let's, let's go a step further. We need to realize also that attitude determines our ability to deal with problems. This, you see, this whole thing I'm teaching is about choosing to correctly face problems, seeing the worth of problems and dealing with problems, and attitude is absolutely the key. Moses had the right attitude as soon as the people started complaining. What did he do? Join them in their complaints? No. He went to God and asked God for an answer. You see, the people just complained. They didn't pray. They didn't go to God. They didn't ask God for an answer. They just complained and had the wrong attitude. And God showed Moses a part of a tree, probably a, a, a broken limb that had fallen off the tree. And God told him to put it in the water. Well, that didn't seem like much of an answer to his problem, but it was. It was God's answer because God was seeking to get Moses to learn that I can enable you and I can provide for you in your problems. We have to have the right attitude toward God as well as our problem. So think about it this way, as Warren Deaton has said, with the right attitude, all the problems in the world cannot make you a failure. But with the wrong mental attitude, all the help in the world will not make you a success. So if we simply determine that we're going to trust God and we're going to ask him to give us the ability to have the right attitude, when we face a problem, it will make a, a great difference. Some experts have said that 90% of all problem solving revolves around one's attitude. One's attitude refers to one's mental posture toward a problem or situation. For example, if you have a difficult situation in your life right now, a relationship problem, a job problem, a money problem, whatever your feelings toward that problem will generate a lot of emotion and they can produce a tremendous amount of stress. But if you choose to face that problem in the right attitude, it will reduce that stress and enable you to find answers. What is the right attitude? Let me give some simple suggestions. First, face your problem. Face up to the reality of it. Recognize that they're there. You see how much difference it makes if you just acknowledge it. Some of us try to hide our heads in the sand. We try to act like something's not there. We try to ignore it. We try to deny it. But that doesn't work. We have to face our problem squarely. And here's where attitude comes in. Our attitude is, I'm going to face it. Philippians 2 says, we have the mind of Christ. Now, Jesus never ran away from anything or anybody or any problem. He came up always with the right attitude, and so can we, by his power. Attitude and aptitude, and aptitude is defined as one's ability to solve problems effectively. Both come from a Latin word for fitness. Our problems are the driving force behind our, our aptitude, our capacity for learning and for solving problems. Since, we've, since the first obstacles we face and must overcome, we 
we often assume that we can't do this, but we can by the power of Christ. That's why Paul said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So the first thing to do is to face our problems. The choice is not if we will accept them and face them, but the choices are going to be there, so our attitude determines everything. William James once said, perhaps the greatest discovery of this century is that you can change your attitude, you can change your life. So attitude first as we face problems. Second, celebrate your problem. Now, that may seem really strange. And the Bible says in, 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 in uh, some writings in the New Testament where the Bible is talking about problems, James says rejoice in your problems. Rejoice in your difficulties. Rejoice in your persecutions. The fact that you have a problem and you know it will work good for you if you trust God, you know that you'll be stronger after you get through it by God's power then you can celebrate it. Hey, I've got this problem, but God's going to give me the answer to it. Third, magnify the Lord rather than the problem. Now, that's easy to see the problem, but it's not so easy to see the answer. See, the, the people of Israel saw the problem. Moses saw the Lord. The difference is where you look. And if you take the right attitude and choose to deal with the Lord rather than the problem, then the God will enable you to deal with the problem. They saw the water was bitter, but Moses saw God. God was bigger than the problem, so God could make a difference in the problem. Instead of saying, I can't, say with God, I can. As you magnify the Lord, as you look to him, as you recognize him, then you begin to see there is a solution to the problem. There's an answer which you can provide, which he can provide. But you have to do that. You see, when you worry, it means you divide your mind. As we worry... Our minds are divided, and we're not magnifying the Lord. We're magnifying the problem. Fourth, believe that you can solve the problem or else live in it, whichever God wants you to do, by his power and by his strength. You can say, I can't do it. I can't deal with this. I can't live with this. And the reason we say I can't is that we've not recognized that we have the power of the eternal God available to us. The people of Israel saw they had no water. And the problem was overwhelming them. Moses saw a great God who could easily provide water, and he had an answer. So it depends on who you trust and what you're trusting. And if you begin to, to, to have that, receive that power from God and that strength and that wisdom from God, you can deal with your problems. Let me share with you a tremendous formula I recently saw for success in dealing with problems. It consists of ten points. Pray, work, pray, work, pray, work, pray, work, pray, work. Ten times. The point is, trust God. If you pray and if you work, you trust God, then you do what God says. The pot is trust God and really depend on him through prayer and then set out in his power to find the answer. One, ma one young woman who has recognized problems are inevitable, I want to share with you today. They're essential and they are a part of life, and we have to deal with them God's way. Sherry Leonard was young when she contracted muscular dystrophy. One point in her life, she struggled so much with it, and her despair was so deep that she contemplated suicide. After she encountered Jesus Christ and trusted him as her Lord and Savior, she realized she had a choice about what her outlook and attitude would be. 
Her joy is radiant. Her self-esteem is as sound as anybody's. She enjoys who she is. Well, she'll never be able to walk, and though she has to ha use one arm to lift the other one, life can be very difficult for her at times, but the most dominant characteristic about Sherry Leonard is her attitude. She's beautiful not only on the outside, but she's beautiful on the inside. When you see her and her smile, you know that that smile comes from the core of her being. She chooses each day to make it that way. She says muscular dystrophy is my gift from God. She went on to explain how it gives her the opportunity to share her relationship with Jesus Christ. Her zest for life and for God are contagious. She has discovered how to choose to be a problem solver, and so can you. God bless you. Have a great day. Just trust the Lord today in your problems.